1: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with George Allman. Mark Mahady is on hiatus, and David Ross is somewhere in the southern hemisphere, I think, on at vacation. this point. On vacation. Good morning. How so, are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. You know, I didn't even look at the uh, weather on the way in. I, well, it, was, I can't it was
2: very foggy in Poway as I was leaving, but it cleared up as I got closer. Yeah,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't foggy over in, in Scripps, but uh, yeah, I didn't. It was attention. chilly. It was, according to the car, 54. Well, it's supposed to warm up this weekend though, too, isn't it? It is. At least yeah. in Poway,
2: I think, as, yeah. as we were chatting, the weather this week for San Diego proper it looks like it doesn't get out of the high 70s.
1: Yeah, but I, I had seen inland. It was, it was going to be up around 81, 82. So, we'll see.
2: Nice Thanksgiving weather.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, and we do have Thanksgiving coming up uh, this week, so hopefully everybody will enjoy that uh just a note both of the stores are going to be closed on on thanksgiving on thursday and the palway store actually closes early on wednesday we will close at three o'clock so if you have a last minute plant needs before the holiday uh, plan accordingly and get in get in before we close uh that being said we do have um poinsettias and stock in both stores so uh, those are going to be available um Christmas trees are due in Poway on Sunday morning, and then I think they're going to, I think they're going to San Diego after they drop in in Poway. Now those um, are
2: when you say Christmas trees; those are our cut the trees. cut Christmas
1: trees. The living Christmas trees are already in stock, and
2: we, we received another big batch earlier this week. Yeah, uh, from the Pinery.
1: Yeah, and then I had in, in discussions at uh, our accountant's office last week. Uh, it was brought up that there is a possibility of a of an artificial Christmas tree shortage this year, just because they're stuck in containers, containers off, the, off the off the coast of uh, California. Which I heard also that the the backlog of container ships off the coast is starting to encroach into San Diego County waters now. So the the ships are actually being anchored. They're queuing offshore off, yeah. off of um, northern San Diego now. So which is Crazy. So, it is crazy. So. Indeed. Uh, let's see. What do we have going on today? Uh, classes today. Uh, we have in Poway, um, Ted from our San Diego store, who's our house plant manager down there, is going to be coming up and doing a class on house plants in Poway. And in San Diego, Olivia is going to be teaching a class on native plants. Um, I. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I was never a huge – I was never a a big fan of native plants, and they didn't even really start becoming popular as a a genre of plants until the early 90s when the first major drought hit Southern California, and then people started shifting over towards uh, drought-tolerant stuff, and there was a big call for natives. But at that time, there weren't very many people growing much. Um, but now, um, Moosa Creek Nursery up in, up in Fallbrook, who's our, probably our biggest native plant supplier. Um, the diversity of the stuff that they grow is phenomenal. And I have a whole new appreciation for native plants now, just because there's, there's some really, really nice stuff, uh. There are some gorgeous there is plants. Some there, beautiful what, plants.
2: What people tend to, you know, you see when you go on a hike in a canyon, particularly if you go in the summer and it's summer, you know, dormant, just plants that are gray and, and almost leafless. Uh, but, if you know, with water in your yard and care, and the, as you mentioned, the diversity, there are some things with gorgeous flowers, uh, pretty foliage, great scent, like mm-hmm. some of those salvias we carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great... A uh, great selection of plants.
1: No, there's there's some beautiful stuff, and like like you said, the, a lot of the natives. If they will survive, they will survive on minimal water or even drought conditions. But they kind of look like it too. They they, <laughs> they they don't they don't look great. But if you give them just even just a a small amount of water during the season, they they look fantastic. Uh, especially the south. I'm I'm a huge fan of salvias now there there's so much diversity in them for everything from like a ground cover salvia to larger upright ones um white white salvia salvia pinnea um and the color of the flowers too is it, and and hummingbirds and butterflies love them i mean they yeah, come I, from I all have, over the place
2: i have three I, I didn't plant them but i have three uh, different uh, plantings of the uh, Catalina cherries, holly leaf cherries on uh, my mm-hmm. property in PQ, along with lemonade berries and toyon's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't plant them; they've been there for decades now. And the, the amount of wildlife that comes to them—it's incredible.
1: Toyon's are beautiful. Uh, toyon's another one of my favorite. A- and, um, and there's um, no natives. care
2: whatsoever.
1: Mm-mm. No, you don't have to do anything to them. And you know, toyon's almost look well. Isn't toyon? The common name california that's not california holly is it
2: it 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 is it's also the uh, christmas berry
1: christmas yeah because they they're loaded with bright red they have really dark green really dark green shiny leathery foliage and then the they're loaded with little red berries almost like pyracantha exactly they they have a ton of berries on them it's a that's a really good looking plant
2: i have it i've I've trained it as a large tree and it it does very well Mm -hmm. but you know see. Speaking of, you know, you mentioned classes. This is for for the Poway store, and I believe San Diego as well. This is the last weekend for classes until we get into January. That's as true. Going into the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, and we do have a, a special class coming up. You mentioned Musa Creek in the latter part of January. Renee from Musa Creek is going to come and teach about uh, care and culture uh, and uh, putting in native plants in your yard.
1: It should be a going to be a great. It great should be chance an excellent class to
2: uh, learn a little bit more about them.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they're they're. they're the more I learn about them, the the more I like them. They're they're a fascinating genre of uh, of plants.
2: I, I like them as well. I'm, I'm I too. I'm gaining a lot more appreciation. However, there are some that I still just find as you know, kind of weedy and
1: yeah. Uh, there's some that just don't do anything. Right, for but me. but
2: there's a lot a lot that that are great uh, companions to your yard.
1: Oh, you know, one of the w- your one of the things that really surprised me too, and it, it wasn't until Moosa Creek came along, but the the number of varieties of manzanita that are available and if you go to the musa creek website I, they must have what 30 or 40 different varieties of manzanita I, I thought
2: you were going to say ceanothus because that's what's struck well, that's me another was one the too. number of ceanothus that there are, are the, out there right now there
1: there there's a tremendous diversity in in, in, in those height
2: two. you know 20 foot shrubs to little ground covers that get a foot tall yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah there's um that uh, what's I can't remember which one of the manzanitas it is, but it, it only gets like six to eight inches tall, but it, I think it's emerald carpet.
2: It might, that sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: Um, fantastic plants. Um, they'll do, you can get natives to do just about whatever you want to, whatever you need them to do, whether it's a ground cover or a shrub or a tree. Um, and you know, as far as trees are concerned, one of my favorites is a Fremontodendron. The, has the flannel, foliage kind of almost looks like a liquid amber type okay. leaf to it but it's kind of flat what's the common of, kind, name uh, i don't know what the okay. common name but it has a beautiful sulfur yellow flower on it oh about it's the, like a flannel bush almost. yeah exactly yeah yeah that's a that's a spectacular spectacular plant a really really nice plant uh but it, it gets big too and actually there i think it's out by the tiger enclosure at the wild animal park which i guess is now the Safari, Safari park, but, right? Safari park. Uh, they had some big ones out there.
2: I have to take a look. We were just out there a couple weeks ago.
1: It's it's been years it's since I since I've seen them, but I'm pretty sure they were out by the uh, out by the uh, tiger enclosure. They they had some big, pretty much tree form uh, of those plants out there. Uh, let's see what else we have going on. You know, I did not check the botanical garden. Or the Botanical Garden Foundation website to see if there's anything going on in Balboa Park today. I might do that at the uh, during the break, uh, but that is up and running. Um, you had it, uh, the twenty low light. House, was it right our Wednesday was, wisdom so this was, past week
2: on uh, was, was house plants? House plants. I thought it would be a nice segue for Ted coming up to teach us the class. Get some people asking questions mm-hmm. about it. Uh, one of the common um, Questions we get when people come in is I have this or comments I have this low light section in of my office my house that I you know I want to plant I put a plant in. will it survive which one of these will survive, so we put together well we didn't we we found a, a good list of uh, twenty plants that do well and we could touch base on some of those if you'd like yeah um, I'm a I'm a fan of. I love a couple of the low-light plants, and I'm not an indoor house plant guy. But there are some mm-hmm. plants that just are so easy, like the of Area, as for example, oh, super easy. snake plant. I have had some uh, in PQ that are, I think, 35, 40 years old. Really? And and I've had them flower occasionally, which is you know, the, it happens. But
1: yeah, and the the flowers on most of them are incredibly fragrant too. <clears throat> when when they when they do. Come and it
2: comes plant. as a surprise if you're not expecting them to flower, because you can have them for 10 years. And then you would think some weed or something got in there, and it because it comes up uh, and, and and shoots out and starts flowering. You have No yeah, idea.
1: They do, yeah, they Yeah, it's not it's not something that happens very, very common. Uh, and there's a, a huge variety of scents of areas too. Uh, far more than and, I thought. Yeah, uh, from the from the taller flat leafed ones to the smaller ones, the shorter ones that look almost like a rosette the way that they grow. Then there's the cylindrical ones there's a, the, the that whale tail
2: that's very flat and you know like a back yeah. of a fish
1: yeah um great diversity in in those plants and like you said they're they're extremely easy to they, very they, easy to grow
2: they really let you know if, if you, they need water otherwise yeah. they just exist
1: yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a fantastic plant and low light situation um to relatively bright light they're
2: yeah, they just don't like full sun here, especially if you're, yeah. you know, I guess east of the of the five. But most of yeah. the other plants that were listed, uh, you know, the, I mentioned the snake plant just because I, I have a bunch of them. Um, but pothos does well. Yeah. Uh, another one that was listed was staghorn fern. And, and Brian and I, Brian Roberts, our, our buyer in, in Poway, got a discussion about stag, staghorns being an indoor plant because this is listed for indoor plants. And yeah. I know a few people that that have done them inside but most people grow them outside.
1: Yeah, it's not something It's not something that I would choose for an indoor plant just mainly because watering. It, 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 yeah, you have to it, take it off the wall take it and off the mall, put it take in the it shower out. for a while and, then yeah, then let, and let it, it dry. drain. Yeah, it um, seems a little tedious. It, it that would be that would be very tedious. I, I have no doubt that you could do it.
2: particularly but. as they get large. I mean, I I have one that's 3 or 4 feet wide.
1: Yeah, not not something that you can easily go and pick up and move around, and they get you know, they get incredibly heavy as they get bigger because basically the as those shields build up on the back, it's just like a an ever expanding sponge. Yeah, and they just hold so much water. Uh, they don't look that big, but man, they are. They can be really heavy.
2: They, yes sir when you're they, they when do. you're trying
1: to move yeah. them around
2: and then you you know trying to remount them i guess it gets to, you know if you have an apartment i guess it's something if you want to put it inside if you don't have the outdoor space you can do it but as it gets larger you may have to separate it and, and give some away
1: yeah i would i would think so if you want to give us a call today 888-344-1170 is the number um when we we're going to take a break here in just a few. In just a minute, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the 2022 rose selections. The rose list is out. It is published on the website. If you go to, if you go to the website, I'm trying to remember where it is on the website.
2: It's actually on the front page. There's a little link. Where there was.
1: Or if, I know if you go up to plant, if you go up to plants and products, and then go down to plant list, you'll find it there. You'll also find the uh, 2022 fruit tree list those are and with both as is the case with both of those lists that is what we are what we have on order and what we are expecting what we actually get may be different you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we're going to be back with more right after this
0: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Roses are my we Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Alman.
3: Roses Violets are blue. Sugar is sweet, my love, but not as sweet as you. And we're back.
1: With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson, along with George Allman, uh, David Ross is in South America, and Mark is on hiatus.
2: Um, now, Bre- so, Brendan did a great job with that song. That was a perfect lead-in.
1: A perfect lead-in to the uh, 2022 rose selections for this year. And hey, hey, I just do my best over here. Don't worry. About <laughs> I was looking through the I was looking through the list when when it first came out, and I was surprised there are only three. There are only three new introductions on roses this year, which is unusual because there's usually I don't know six, eight, or ten. A bit more, ones. yeah. Yeah, and I'm I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's because of the pandemic that they just were not able to bring stuff to market or what the story was. Um, a lot of a lot of your old favorites are going to be back, so if you want to if you want to pick those up, uh, you can do that as well. But the new ones that the new ones that we have coming in, or we are expecting, one of them is called Forever Amber. Um, it's an orange, orange Floribunda, uh, decidedly frilly, full-bodied blooms, are uh, old-fashioned in appearance, neat, rounded, bushy habit that fills beautifully with leaves, uh, leaving no gaps between the branches, and is ideal for hedging or as a component of a shrub border. Hardy, low-maintenance rose, uh, long-lasting colors. And very strong resistance to disease such as rust, downy mildew, and powdery mildew. And it has a fruity fragrance to it. I have not seen the picture of that. I I haven't seen the picture of any of these yet. I just have not looked for them. Um,
2: Well, for those that have the website open, that that is available on the website. Oh, that is. The the, photos are there on the website. The photos are on the website.
1: Yeah, that is true. I guess I could just open that up and take a look at that. Um,
2: I think Midnight Fire was the next one.
1: Is You're right. Midnight Fire is the next one. Uh, buds open to orange petals with purple overlay uh, that gives a smoky appearance to it. But that, Now, that's
2: a small rose. That's like, that's a,
1: yeah, it's a miniature rose. Right. Yeah, miniature rose. Almost like a carpet rose. Yeah. Um, and then there's one more somewhere. Uh, pop, er, pop art. Pop art. Which uh, a grandiflora. Uh, non-clustering grandiflora, which I didn't think grandifloras were clustering anyway. I thought that was florabundas that were were the typical clustering ones. Uh, lush flowers grow one to a stem, not together in bunches. Long-lasting colors, very strong resistance to disease. Uh, rust mildew, downy mildew and powdery mildew. Uh, and it's pink with uh, pink with yellow stripes.
2: It's an interesting-looking flower. Uh, I'm looking at it. I, that may have to get added to the collection. I'm not a big pink rose guy, but this one's unique.
1: Four and a half feet tall, too, so it's yep. a... So that's a good sized rose
2: and it's supposed to have a fruity fragrance.
1: Yes, moderately fruity fragrance on top of that. And you know, it's interesting looking through the looking through the rose list and one of the and some of the ones that pop up are the old AARS roses, which is the All American Rose selection. And I can't remember when they stopped doing that, but it's been a number of years now that they they have not been doing the All American Rose selections and I'm not sure why. Why they stopped? I don't. I don't know what happened there. But that was that was one of the things that people used to look for. In a, in a rose in, selection. In, in, a, in a rose selection yeah. was whether it was an AARS rose. And some of the some of the ones that that have been out for a while that had that selection. Angel Face is one which I didn't even realize. that Angel Face came out in 1969. I didn't think it was that old maybe i'm just older than i thought i was um brandy's another another one that's been very popular for years um cherry parfait came out in 2003
2: yeah, the one that that i remember being one it, and I, is one of my favorite red roses is mr lincoln
1: yeah mr lincoln's an Incredibly outstanding
2: fragrant rose fragrant rose the the you know short of insect damage the the flowers are spectacular mr Huge. lincoln
1: another one that's another one in that category that i think is outstanding is chrysler imperial uh that's a rose that's been out since 1953 as well in beautiful deep red color uh, also very fragrant incredibly yeah. fragrant um double the lights and other ars rose that came out and that's still probably to this day that's probably the most popular rose that we sell i think we, 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 sell we more have one of those
2: <coughs> that i actually just finally put in the ground that's it been in pot forever
1: yeah it, and I, I, David and I have gone back and forth on this for for years I, I don't get it I mean it it's it's a nice rose but I don't understand why it's as popular as it is I, but think, it, I think it's a pretty rose it's one of the most popular ones that that we sell year in and year out um, now I my dad had been to the Rose Garden in Portland at one time and took pictures of double delight in Portland and double delight in portland doesn't look anything like double delight in san diego does so the the weather and the climate has a lot to do with it and the double delight just double, like wine just double like wine, wine right? uh, double delight in portland now, then i can almost see why the attractiveness, it, so, the attractiveness of it because it, it, so maybe it, it's for, it's it's very popular level.
2: across the country because of the, the different you know uh, climatic conditions versus what you see here in san diego
1: that could very well be um, easy does it as another one that was in 2010. So we're, we're getting closer.
2: I don't, I don't think we carried, uh, or are going to carry red intuition this year, but that is a, another strikingly beautiful rose that we have in the ground.
1: The, that is a, yeah, that isn't, yeah. that is a nice one. I, yeah, I don't think, I I don't think, think we're it, carrying it this year. It may not be coming in, may not be coming in this year, but, uh if you want to see what we what we are expecting it is available the rose list with photos is available on the website uh, the for most of collection. the roses it for does m- we don't
2: have pictures of the of the david austin roses
1: no we don't um and you know the it, the david austin roses are kind of interesting because they they tend to be somewhat somewhat rangy they're not little leggy they're they're a little bit leggy although um out at the Barona rose garden they're not no the, the way they grow them out there they're they're beautiful the the plants themselves and the flowers on them are Just absolutely beautiful. He he does a really good job with them out
2: there. Yeah, and actually he, being David Lund, who we've spoken of before, he actually has retired from that job. Oh, he did? Yes, so I don't know who's doing it now.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
2: And we were expecting, we have a list of 14 David Austin Roses that we're expecting to come in. I don't know, whether, as you mentioned earlier, whether we get them all, but there are 14 um, selections.
1: Well, there was a big question last year as to whether or not we were going to get any because they had not decided – they had not decided how they were going to distribute them last year, so I'm hoping that they're they're going to ship again this year. But we'll, we'll see. Um, there was there was definitely some debate as to what was what was going to happen last year.
2: I think one of the things that that David did at the uh, Barona, as you were I think alluding to, is how, how beautiful they look. Is he has them in groups? Some of them are two or three together and make a makes a big mm-hmm. shrub of David Austin roses.
1: His climbing roses out there are amazing too. On the pergolas that they oh, have, yeah. oh, just unbelievable. If you haven't been out to the, if you haven't been out to the rose garden in at Barona, it's definitely worth a trip. Probably not in that much color this time of the year, right. but in the springtime, it it should be amazing. Uh, and when you go out to Barona, it it's the you can't really see the rose garden from the main parking area. It's behind the parking structure but you just walk through the parking structure or walk around the parking structure and you'll find it. And it it is, it is beautiful. They, yeah. they do a really, really nice job. I,
2: I don't think it's an overstatement to say that it's a, it's a hidden beauty, a hidden it, gem.
1: It, it absolutely is hidden. Uh, one thing to be aware of though, um, you have to be 18 to be on the grounds. Of oh, I didn't the, even realize that. Yeah. He, he, I, um, David had mentioned that when, when we were talking about the, when we were talking about it you you need to be 18 to be on okay. the grounds of the casino so not a not a don't take not a place not a, a, not a not a place to take the kids yeah. uh but if, if you're out in the back country and and looking around and looking for something to see i would highly highly recommend it but like like i said i i would wait until i would wait until springtime because this time of the year they should be should be getting cut back which i i, I need to go through and cut back all of my roses i haven't haven't done that this year. I didn't do it last year either, so I'm, I'm somewhat neglectful in that in that regard. Um, but this is the this is the time time of year to do it. Also, to start thinking about dormant spring for right. disease control. And, and,
2: and if you have any doubt as to how to do that, uh, both stores will be able to help you. But we do have a class coming up in Poway uh, in January from with uh, Celeste from EB Stone. And she is their rose expert and, and does a mm-hmm. great presentation on, on roses, rose care. So keep that uh, in the back of your mind for, if you, if you want to wait to that class before you attack it.
1: Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're, we're very happy just to, very happy to answer questions for you, um, give you advice. You know, prun, pruning roses is actually much easier than people make it out to be. Um, very much so. It's, uh, it's a very simple process once you get the once you have the basic idea of what you're trying to do, it, it doesn't take any time and, at all.
2: And spraying actually is it's similar spraying to doing your spray, fruit trees. Yeah, you, you can go out and do your fruit trees and your and your roses the same day.
1: Yeah. Spraying is is pretty is pretty simple, uh, for the most part. And and today you don't even need to have a sprayer. Most of the most of the sprays that you need, you can get with the hose and sprayer already attached to it. And unlike the, unlike the ready to use, which comes in a trigger sprayer, they're ready to spray, which comes with the hose end sprayer already attached. It's concentrate in the bottle. So you, it's very economical to use and you don't have to, you don't have to clean the sprayers out. You're done when you're done with it. You just put the thing on the shelf and wait until the next time you use it. It's a, pretty simple to use. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be taking some phone calls when we come back with more right after this.
0: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Allman. When you greet me,
3: small
0: and, small white, and white, clean, clean and bright, and bright you, you look happy, happy to
1: meet me. me. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with George Allman. Uh, If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We are going to head uh, out to Hamul, where Kelly is waiting. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're good. What can we do for you?
3: Okay. So I have a property, and I want to block the neighbors. Okay. So um, I need about 30 feet high. It's about 25 feet across. I need some trees that are 30 foot high, about, and, you know, thick, and it's full sun. Um, I was looking at carrot wood or the Carolina cherry or yeah, I'm just not sure. And Car- I want it to be easy to maintain in little water, right?
1: Well <laughs> uh, yeah, the, And no the, pest th- ever. Yeah, that that the might perfect tree. That might be how how wide can they get? That's one of that's one of the questions.
3: Well the this the area is um like thirty feet across, twenty five to thirty feet across. Okay, so, so- it's a-
1: so it's a pretty, it's a pretty good. You, you don't need something that's that's real columnar then. So you you've got so, you've got some room for it to spread out. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, probably one of the fastest things that you that you could put into to cover that space would be uh, Tipuana's. Um but they but they're the, semi deciduous. They're semi deciduous. Uh, they they do tend to lose some foliage, uh, but for a very short period of time. Uh, but they grow like crazy, and, and they produce a, a really really dense canopy. Um, the carrot woods would probably do okay, but I think they're going to be a they're going to be slower in growing especially to the height that you want them to get. Um, what
2: about an Alilandi cypress? which is
1: evergreen. Which is evergreen, but they they're not as easy to find that. They're they're that not that they're, they're not easy to find anymore for okay. some reason. Um, Camphor not- tree Camphor tree would work too. Camphors are great and they're, they're mostly evergreen. Because, yeah, they are pretty yep. they are pretty much evergreen. Uh, nice big dense canopy. Um and even the the uh Monterey Bay brush cherries, the Eugenias. the Eugenias, they will get they will get that height to them. I've got them I've got some planted in my side yard between my house and the neighbor's house. And they're they're very columnar, very upright growing. But the ones I have have got to be close to 40 feet. Um, and they're relatively fast growing as well.
3: That was the Eugenia?
1: Yeah, the Monterey Bay Brush Cherry. There's, re- there's regular Eugenias and then there's the Monterey Bay Brush Cherry variety. The Monterey Bay Brush Cherry variety is far superior um, to just the regular Eugenias. Uh, regular Eugenias are extremely susceptible to... Uh, Eugenia psyllid, the Monterey Bay brush cherry, isn't as is, yes, so. isn't as much,
3: and that's a col- like a column.
1: Yeah, it's very upright. You 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 can get a little bit of spread to them if you top them, uh, but for the most part, they grow very upright. So it would be it would be almost like a tall, a very tall hedge.
2: And they can be sheared as a hedge. They're very resilient. Yeah, you, you'll see them in formal gardens as hedges.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. I that might work for another. I have about five areas that I need to <laughs> cover on two different okay. properties. So,
2: I, okay. I'm a fan of the different pine trees because I, I, I they're evergreen. Uh, you can prune them up so you can walk underneath them.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't see. I don't need to walk underneath them, and I'd li- actually like it to. I wouldn't trim them at the base at all. Okay.
1: Okay. So, yeah. the yeah. the Tipuanas, the tipawanas, the carrotwoods, and the Camphor trees are all going to. They are going to have some trunk to them. They're not going to. They're not going to go all the way down to the ground.
2: Um, if you've been to the Poway store near the chickens, that big massive canopy tree that's near the chickens is in fact a that is a tihuana.
1: And there's some out in the parking lot as right. well.
2: They get quite large. They're quick, as Ken said, they're quick growers. They can be a little messy, but if you've got the property, that's not an issue. Uh, but I they can. are they I are actually- naked in the spring.
3: Oh, yes, you don't want that. I, I need them to be, like, you know, green all year. And I honestly don't care that much about the fe- the, the the growth. If it's slower and it takes 10 years, it's fine. It's for a rental property. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay, well, what about a Podocarpus? Podo- oh, podo- Podocarpus gracilior. yeah. yeah that, maybe that, a Podocarpus. Yeah, Podocarpus would do really well. Uh, nice, evergreen, fairly fast-growing, uh, extremely dense extremely dense canopy, Difficult uh, to see through once you get those. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah they and and they do grow. They do grow pretty quickly as well. That's a, that's another po- one to consider.
3: And it's Podocarpus what?
1: Gracilior, G- R- G-R-A-C-I-L-O-R. There's another one called uh, Podocarpus uh, and that's going to be more. That's going to be more of an up more more columnar. It's still going to get some spread to it, but it's going to be more columnar, uh, and heavier foliage. Uh, very dense, uh, very nice. It does make a very nice screening tree. Um, I've got some in my yard uh, between my house and the neighbors, and and it, they do they do very well. Uh, but if you just want something that's going to get big and dense and green uh, all year round, the Gracilier would be the one that I would go with.
3: Okay, perfect. Can I ask you one more question? Certainly. <laughs> okay, good. So my nephew is really into the Carolina ch- cherry things. I think or Laurel cherry Laurel. Is that mm-hmm. it? anyway? Mm-hmm. And he's using it to block his neighbors, but would that be good or not really? What would do you think? George? I, yeah,
1: what do you think, George? Well, you,
2: I, I don't particularly care for them that much, but that's just me. Oh. But they—they oh, the they Car- are Carolina cherry, Char- yeah. yeah. But they're a great. Yeah. I mean, they'll do exactly what they make a nice hedge, and they can be sheared as a formal hedge if you want, or you can let them turn into small trees.
3: Oh, they're—they're they're not that tall.
1: Not overly tall, no. no. Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, perfect. I really appreciate, it. man. I okay. could probably ask you twenty more questions, but I'll let you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Andy, oh,
1: oh, go ahead. What,
3: where is this Moose Nursery? Where is this
1: Moose Creek? They're are a wholesale nursery. They they specialize in native plants, and they are up in they're in Fallbrook. Uh, I think their website is Musa. Is it Creek Nursery It's Musa Creek Nursery. Yeah, but if you do if you do a do a Google search for Musa Creek and that's M O O S A, they have their availability online. And if it's if there's something that you want that we don't have in stock, you can actually order it from them. And we get deliveries from them weekly. They will send the plants in tagged for you, and then we give we give you a call when they come in, and you can come in and pick them up. Um, oh,
3: how well, perfect! Okay, so well, actually, one other question: Do you guys do site visits? I have two properties, like I said, and I need like there are five different areas where I really need trees, like along fences that are underneath, you know, eucalyptus trees in the shade, and then another mm-hmm. one that's only six feet wide, and then another, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you guys do that or no? We
1: do. We do have a service. Um, David Ross, uh, one of our co-hosts, he's the one that he's the one that does that. It's called Yard Doctor Service. Um, He's in South America until December tenth. So, but, he's, that,
2: but that service is really a, a care and culture, more care and culture, not he a can, design.
1: He can; yeah. it's not uh, design, but he can give you suggestions. Yeah. The other thing that you can do too is, if you take some photographs of the areas that you're trying uh, uh, that you're trying to fill in, um, uh-huh. you can bring them into the customer service counter, and we'd be happy to take a look at them and make some suggestions and so, show you some things that would fit as well. Okay, and there is no char- There is no charge for that. There is a char- if David comes out to your property. There is a charge, but um, right, if right. You, if you come into the store, we don't charge you.
3: Okay, perfect. Okay, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for the call.
3: Uh huh. Bye.
1: Bye. I forgot what I was going to say.
2: I don't know, but I was going to, yeah. say, you know, the Carolina um, cherries. They can be taller trees if you let them get that way.
1: Yeah, so, yeah Otherwise,
2: but, you can make small little patio trees out of them, or you shear them as a nice form. I've hedge. always
1: seen them more as a more as a hedge type. As plant. have I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, we're going to go up to Vista where Fran is waiting Good morning, Fran, how are you?
4: Good morning, guys um, This is the first time I've gotten to call in Because I didn't know where you were on the radio station Since you changed channels So I'm oh. so happy to get a hold of you well, we're glad you uh, found now us I have a question on roses Certainly um, I had 34 roses, now I'm down to 3 Because over the years when I went away Something could happen and I'd lose a whole bunch of them so the spots that the old roses have been, um, I have mulch that I brought in, uh, not mulch, um, compost from El Corazon or in Oceanside or AgriService, and I put that in. I want to mix it in. What else would I do to the soil because I have heavy clay here, so I know that the compost will help it, but what else would I put in?
1: You know, the only thing that I the the compost is going to be the biggest component to it, and that's going to help a lot. The other thing that you that I would recommend doing is adding some gypsum to the soil. Whether you you whether you use powdered gypsum or or um, prilled, uh, pelletized gypsum, either one of them would work. Either one of them would work. The gypsum helps to chemically loosen up and break up clay soils. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an actual chemical process that that happens there. Also helps. also helps lower the pH a little bit as well um, but other than between those two I think that's pretty much all you would really and if you're putting the if
2: you're putting the roses I'm sorry if you're putting the roses in at the same time then some Ada perries
1: yeah some Ada perries and then so, yeah, and then rose. get on a get on a regular feeding schedule with them during the growing season from spring through fall uh, we usually recommend grow power uh, for roses it, it's a fantastic fertilizer it does a does a really good job with them
4: Okay, so I have the roses from last year, but I took two falls, so I never got a chance to transplant it. They're doing great, but I want to get them in the ground. And since you're saying you got the new catalog coming, I mean, you have them in, and uh, you'll be getting the roses, and I'm going to come in and buy a whole bunch. So I'm going to prepare all the the um, places where I'm going to put them. I'm going to do it now, so when the rains come, it's going to really get it good. And then that way I'm prepared when you bring in the roses, and I'll be able to hopefully, barring any more falls, <laughs> be able to transplant them where they're being. So I'm so glad that I found you guys again and I can listen to you on Saturday mornings and I really miss this a lot. So
1: Well, we're, we're glad you found us as well. And if you miss a show, you can always go to the KCBQ website and the, the podcasts for the show or shows are there so you can listen to them anytime you want.
4: Oh, fantastic. That's even better.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye bye. Take care. Uh, you're listening to you're listening to Garden Talk here on KPRZ and KCBQ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this.
0: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahatey, and George Alman.
3: And let me try with pleasure at hands to take you in the sound to show you everyone is the time of the season for
1: love And we're back. We have more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I think that's a pretty good segue. The zombies going into uh
2: into the corpse flower. Into the corpse flower. Yeah, and
1: we're gonna perfect go, we're gonna go up to the San Diego Botanical Garden where John Clements is waiting. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Ken and George. I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing good. So great. you got an update on the corpse flower for us.
5: I do. Uh Stinking Beauty, the sister to Jack Smellington, opened <laughs> night before last. And uh, it was a slower opening, but the smell was probably twice as intense as Ooh. the other flower. It was really, really potent the night that it opened. And one of the most interesting things that happened, if you go to the San Diego Botanic Garden website, uh, this is something that I've never known to have happened. This thing was smoking. The, the spadix of the flower was literally smoking because they have a mitochondrial chemical reaction that heats up that spadix, and then that is what causes the compounds to be released that cause the stink. And if you go to our website, there were several instances where these volatile compounds were literally vaporizing and coming off of the spadix, which was just flat-out amazing to see.
1: That is crazy. That is cool for plant nerds uh, right there. That, that, that is, is impressive. That is, that is really impressive. So it, it, op- it opened Wednesday, Wednesday night then?
5: Yes, correct. that's and, and that's that,
1: that's right when you were predicting it to predicting it to open too, as I recall
5: right, yeah, and or no technically I'm sorry, it was Thursday night. Oh,
1: Thursday night, okay, okay. Yeah,
5: Thursday night it opened up, and so uh, it's fully open today, and then by tomorrow it'll begin to collapse and close up. But if people want to go see this thing, uh, they need to go to the San Diego Botanic Garden website. And then um, get a reservation. And we'll be open until ten o'clock tonight uh, for viewing, and then until seven o'clock tomorrow.
1: Now, has the um, I, I, I take it the the fragrances uh, subsided, subsided <laughs> somewhat at this point?
5: It has. It's it's almost not noticeable. Once you come during the day, the smell was really diminished substantially. If you want to experience the smell, you have to do it the
1: Night that it opens. Well, I know. I know the day that we went, out, that Melanie and George and I came out to see it uh, the, when the first one opened. It, it, you could you could get a, a hint of the you could get a hint of the smell of it, but it it really wasn't it wasn't overpowering at all, and it certainly yeah, wasn't right. smoking.
2: Now, hey, John, no, hey John, on the prior one, you had taken some temperature readings, and I think you said maybe up to ninety seven degrees. What was this one uh, recorded as well? Uh,
5: this one hit ninety eight degrees. And, uh, when it got hot, that's when that volatilization was happening and, and it was vaporizing the compounds out.
2: And uh, as I
5: point. say, we, we do have video of that on our website. I, I we were all stunned. I mean, it, it was truly a once in a lifetime experience to see such a thing. So that was really cool for a plant. nerd. Yeah, that,
1: that is, that is really neat. Now, were you, were you able to, uh, attempt to pollinize this one as well?
5: We did, uh, and our director, Brandy, waited until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Because we, we didn't get any pollination happen uh, the first time because uh, we went too early, we think. And so uh, as the night went on past midnight, that's when things really started to happen with the flower. And so she attempted some uh, fertilizing of the flowers, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Well, I, we've got our fingers crossed that you're going to get some seed off of that one.
5: Yeah, thank you.
1: You know, it was interesting. Um, it wasn't too long after. It wasn't too long after we had made our visit up there. Uh, one of our regular customers in the Poway store is Mike Letzring. He's one of the horticulturalists at the San Diego Zoo, and I was I was talking to him and asked if he had gone out to see it, and he said he had, he did not. He wasn't able to get out to the botanical garden to see it, but he had seen the one in bloom up at. Huntington, and he told me they have eleven of them at the San Diego Zoo. Um, but one of the problems that they have is he had read somewhere, and I can't remember if you mentioned it or not. But he said he had mentioned that for those to bloom, the tuber has to weigh at least twenty pounds. which is a pretty good sized, pretty good sized tuber, no matter no matter how you look at it. Um, but the problem they have is. Getting a tuber that size, they keep theirs in the greenhouse at the at the zoo, um, but their greenhouse isn't paved. It has a it has a gravel surface. So to get a, a container of any size, they can't move it. They can't move it by hand, and they can't drive the forklift into the greenhouse because it'll get stuck in the gravel. So there, that's one of the things that they're constrained by up there, which I thought well, which, it was interesting.
5: Yeah, they do take a, a long time to bulk up that form. Once it's bulked up, then you really will get pretty good repeat flowering.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It just just the foliar growth that comes off of those things is in a single am- season is amazing. It's, yeah. it, it it's yeah. incredible. Uh, I think the I think the one that we have in the store in Poway might be in a. I think it's maybe an eighteen-inch pot. I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a huge container, but the plant is enormous uh, that comes off of that it, it's just a it's a phenomenal it's a it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal specimen uh, it, the the plant itself
2: John do you have any idea of how, how large the yours are the, the tubers on yours and the weight
5: you know they're really large uh, they're probably uh, 18 inches across oh my word um, and probably 25 pounds 30 pounds wow uh, that... it takes it takes three of us to lift uh, Jack Smellington uh, it's in a big tub like a half oak barrel basically mm-hmm. and uh, that size you know and uh, it takes three of us to lift it up.
1: Wow now that was one of the questions I had when the flower fades does it basically just collapse onto itself and then the it, the plant goes into a dormant period?
5: It does the The spadix begins to tip over and it just loses all of its turgidity and then the flower collapses and had we had pollination happen, then it would be uh, just the kind of the stump of the the uh, peduncle at the bottom, mm-hmm. and it would have the seeds forming there. And it looks sort of like a corn cob with corn kernels on it. And uh, and that stays as long as you had some fruit forming. That will last for many months. And uh, and if not, then the whole thing just disappears and kind of rots off again.
1: Interesting interesting now when when they do go dormant you keep them you keep the plants on the dry side
5: we do we let them dry out just slightly we we keep them you know moderately moist but we don't keep them wet
1: and then when the, then once once you see, like with ours you see the the new growth starting to come up then that's when you start start watering them again on a regular basis and and get them
5: growing correct once we start to see the new growth we'll water and we'll begin to feed it
1: so
2: Ken was getting all of the good tips from you just now, so that we can do make sure that ours start to bloom here in the not too distant future.
5: Yeah, yours looks great, by the way. I I'm very impressed.
1: Yeah, it it's, it, it it still looks it's it, a it gorgeous still plant. Lo- still looks still looks good. And uh, next year we're not going to be able to keep it on the shelf. I think we're going to have to put it on the we're going to have to put it on the ground because um, it's all the way it is now. It's already up into the into the rafters of the. Of the store, and it, it's funny. It's it's not centered underneath the the skylight that that's above it, but as it started growing, man, it it, it moved right right towards the skylight, trying to get as much light as it possibly could.
5: Yeah, oh, that's very very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a neat plant. It's a neat plant. We're re- really happy that you've been so successful with them, John. I I'm hoping that they'll bloom again in the not too distant future, so more people can experience it because it. Like you said, it really is a it re, it really is an experience to see it. I, a Unique I opportunity to get to view one, it. One it's one of the one of the neatest plant related things I can think of that I that I've experienced in my lifetime was going to see that.
5: Well, and now that I know that the thing will smoke if you stay late <laughs> enough, that that would be a really neat thing for people to experience.
1: That would be something else. I don't know that I would want to smell it, but I I think it would be something to see.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: So you guys are going to start a twenty four hour um, conservatory garden tour?
5: You know, or maybe we'll start to have uh, to spend the night there. You know,
1: have sleeping
5: okay. <laughs> <and a laughs> party
2: overnight there. with the corpse flower.
1: There you go. There you go, John. Thank you very much for giving us a call and giving us an update.
5: Yeah, thank you, guys.
1: Okay, you have a great weekend. You've been listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with George Allman. Uh we will not be here next weekend. Uh, it's going to be a pre-recorded show, uh, but we will be back after that. Have a great Thanksgiving everybody. We will talk to you soon.